are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, December 31st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all for free, and if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, good afternoon everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Today there is actually going to be uh, a two-parter episode coming out because, uh, of course, Megaphone, the the website that we use to produce all our podcasts. They went down uh, when I wanted to produce the episode yesterday, and then I tried to get it out this morning. It was still malfunctioning a little bit. Um, And also, you know, some things and and situations have further developed. There have been a couple of updates on things, so um, just kind of some bad timing overall with with Megaphone and um, with just how things have gone the last 24 hours in terms of news, so I apologize for not having an episode come out yesterday, but I will be making it up by having two drop on this final day of 2021. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone, by the way. Uh, I hope you all are looking looking forward to finishing up this year with a bang after, you know, um, a pretty sucky 2021 for for most of us. Uh, Hopefully 2022 will be a whole lot better and it's always nice, you know, to have a New Year's Eve on a Friday night or on a weekend just so you can kind of have those next couple of days after to to, to recover from the long night. So, um, yeah, hope, hopefully we'll be turning the page here in 2022, a new chapter, and uh, hopefully things will be a, a lot better, not only around the game of hockey, but just all across across the world in general. But on the show today, folks, I'll be going over... The World Juniors Tournament officially being canceled after more positive tests of COVID-19 popped up. I'll also talk about Jujar Kara and Henrik Borgstrom being officially set to rejoin the Hawks lineup on Saturday, as well as the other couple of moves the club has made prior to their upcoming game against the Nashville Predators, all right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. To open things up today, though, folks, let's talk for a few minutes about the 2022 World Juniors getting canceled due to COVID-19 and the spread of the Omicron variant. And on the show a couple of days ago, I had said that if just two positive tests was enough to cancel a game, which was the circumstances surrounding Team USA's contest that was slated for Tuesday against Switzerland, there were only two positive tests from Team USA. And that was enough to cancel the game. And when I saw that, I said I was scared for how the rest of the tournament was going to go. Because with that action by the IIHF, they showed that they weren't going to take any chances. And they weren't even thinking about postponements. It was a full-on forfeit from Team USA. They lost one nothing in, in the rule book. how it would go down. And then, in the following days, on Wednesday... Only one 
player from the Czech Republic tested positive, and only one player from Team Russia tested positive. And that was enough to cancel both of those games on Wednesday as well, and that's eventually what led to the shutdown of the entire World Juniors. And there were two problems for me when they made that decision. One, why even have the tournament in the first place? I mean, the women just had their U18 tournament canceled, and especially knowing what we do now, it seems pretty ridiculous to have even tried to hold this tournament. And two, what would have happened if there weren't positive tests, if they didn't pop up until later on in the tournament? Like, in the medal rounds, in the most meaningful game of games of this tournament? Would they have forced teams to forfeit there as well? Like, it, it all just seems like a mess that was never going to work out. It was never handled properly. And I even heard a report that uh, the hotel that the players were staying in, it, it was public. Like, the players were intertwined with the, with the public. And if that's true, I mean, this thing was a full-out flop from top to bottom. And I just feel so gutted for all the kids involved. I mean, not, not only just for the four Blackhawks prospects that I've talked about a bunch recently, Landon Slager, Wyatt Kaiser, Drew Comesso, Michael Cruel. This was a, a big tournament for all those kids. But it was also a big tournament for each and every one of those other kids that was part of every roster. I mean, what an absolute tease for, for this tournament to even be tried to put on. I, I just don't get it. Like, if... A couple of positive tests was enough to shut down the whole thing. Did, like, were they really thinking they were going to avoid COVID for the entire tournament? Not one positive case? You know, I just don't really get the mindset behind that. You know, why even have the tournament in the first place if four or five positive tests is going to shut it down? That just doesn't make sense to me. So uh, I- I'm just seriously so heartbroken for, for all the kids, especially for the ones who. Um, it could have been their final opportunity to represent their native countries. You know, not everyone goes on into their professional careers and gets the chance to play at the Olympic level or something along those lines. And, you know, it, it just sucks that they had that opportunity stripped away from them. And I'm, I'm not saying that, it, you know, the decision here by the IIHF was unreasonable, unreasonable or anything. I mean, I get why they shut it down because it's apparent they're not going to be able to stop it. Um, but with only four positive tests coming out, I believe it was only four. If that was enough to cancel it all, I don't get why they had it in the first place. It's just, you know, I, I couldn't imagine for the kids, you know, to go and travel up to Edmonton to go through that mandated quarantine that they had to do. And then right literally as things are getting started one or two days into the tournament, it all gets shut down. You know, that that has to be just such a, gut-wrenching feeling. Um, I really do feel bad for those kids. First time in 40 years, the IIHF World Junior Championship will not be held due to COVID-19 in Canada. All right, there are some quick thoughts on the World Juniors officially getting canceled by the IIHF on Wednesday. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to discuss Jujar Kara and Henrik Borgstrom, both slated to return to the Hawks lineup on Saturday. But first, 
I need to talk to you all about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, then they need to get Primal. And maybe you're the guy that's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and will make your beard look healthy and groomed. Primal Origin Oils also makes balms, oils, and whipped butters that are known as the best feel and beard products available. That is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rose hip, and chia seed oil, all of which are products fair trade certified and handcrafted right here in the U.S. of A. And we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients to the other companies that you've used in the past. We promise you that you will see and feel the difference. And remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Just use the code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps at checkout, for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now today, I also wanted to be sure to discuss the latest updates on a pair of Blackhawks forwards, which are Henrik Borgström and Ju Jarkera, both of which were activated off of injured reserve on Thursday. And first with Borgström, he missed the Hawks' final three games before all the postponements came before that streak and also before the Christmas pause from the NHL as well. But he was able to get in one final practice session before the holidays. He was on the ice during um, that one little practice that the Blackhawks were able to sneak in before the pause. And he's also now been on the ice for all four practice sessions this week as well and hasn't seemed to be limited or affected at all by that illness that he was dealing with, which is the most important thing. Great to see, of course. So if I had to guess, I do believe that Henrik Borgstrom is back on track to return to the lineup tomorrow against the Nashville Predators, which is the first game for the Hawks in the past two weeks, by the way, folks. Seems like forever since the last time the Blackhawks had a game. Uh, Been a tough stretch here for sure. Not a whole lot of fun. But it looks like, fingers crossed, all goes well. We're finally going to see some game action uh, once again on New Year's Day tomorrow. And it looks like Ju Jarkera also will be returning to the lineup for the Blackhawks as well. Kara, of course, has been out since December 7th while being in concussion protocol. And for how scary of an injury that was at the time, uh, knocked unconscious by Rangers defenseman Ju Jarkera. It honestly seems like kind of a miracle, I I feel like, that Kara's already um, about to return, not even a month after all of that occurred, especially because, you know, this wasn't just the first or even the second time that uh, he's been diagnosed with a concussion in his professional career. It's also not even the first time that he's been knocked unconscious on the ice. So I, I was kind of under the assumption that this would be a much longer absence here for Kara. And I'm sure it it doesn't feel as long because there were those, what, four or five games in a row that the Blackhawks had postponed. Um, But I did not expect him to return in less than a month. And even when uh, Coach Derek King spoke with the media earlier this week, or it might have even been before the pause, I believe, 
Uh, and he said that the, the plan for Kara was they, they were going to take it slow with him and they were going to make sure that he was 110% ready before returning to the lineup. Not just 100%, 110%. They were going with a cautious approach. So I figured that would be, you know, until at least over a month, you know, <laughs> like mid-January at least. I just did not expect Kara to be ready so soon. But I guess that's just, you know, a, a sign of how well he has been able to progress from that scary concussion that he was, uh, that, that he suffered. And, you know, it obviously looked scary at the time, knocked unconscious, like the moment he got hit. And any time the stretcher has to be brought out and any time anyone has to go to the hospital, you know it's never good. But I do know Kara wouldn't be in this situation to return if he wasn't ready. I, I do trust the Blackhawks training staff to handle this responsibly. They've given me no reason not to. I trust that they're going to make sure he's fully ready and not rushed back before he can handle game intensity and whatnot. It's not that I'm concerned. I'm just a little surprised. And I think because of that surprise, um, that's what's making me a little bit uneasy about his return again, less than a month after that all happened. But, you know, I have also seen him put together four consecutive practices as well, just like Henrik Borgstrom. And he also hasn't seemed to be hindered or held back at all during any of the drills or anything of that sort. So, Kara seems to be ready physically, at least, to return to the Blackhawks lineup as well. And before Friday's practice, even, King added that Kara uh, had officially been cleared, and he doubled down and said he will play against the Preds tomorrow. So, definitely will be a nice welcome back for Jujar Kara and a warm addition to the Blackhawks' bottom six with, you know, Kara's... Not only his responsible defensive abilities, but also with the physicality that he's able to provide on a nightly basis for this team when he is healthy. That'll definitely be uh, a big return to have in the Blackhawks' bottom six. One last little update I have on the Blackhawks' forward group. Tyler Johnson continues to skate during practices. He's not taking part in drills or anything just yet. Um, but going through the timeline of the week, on Monday, I believe it was, he, he made his first appearance back on the ice during uh, the final 10 or 15 minutes or so just to shoot around a little bit and to go and skate with some of his teammates for the first time since undergoing that ADR disc replacement surgery back on uh, December 3rd. And in both of the final Hawks, uh, both of the Hawks' final two practice sessions of this week, Johnson was seen skating by himself at the start over on the Hawks' second practice rink. And this morning he was actually... Uh, getting filmed by Brian Keane, who I believe is a director of player development. And, you know, it looked like Johnson was, you know, doing some skating stuff, handling the puck, and then after a few minutes he'd go back and go go over all the footage with Keane and um, kind of dissect what he was recording and stuff. So just definitely good to see Johnson continuing to remain on the ice at this point on a daily basis. And that makes me think, you know, that original three-month timetable that he was given after that surgery. I don't know. I I honestly could see him returning to the team well before that, possibly even, I think, by the end of January, if all continues to go well. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not 
indicating he, he's doing fantastic or ahead of schedule or anything, but and there's no rush at all. You don't want to rush something back like this, especially when not many NHL players have undergone this surgery. Sure, it's looking good up to this point, but there's no data or no information as to what kind of effects there is at what certain point in the rehab process. So um, I'm just saying with Johnson, three weeks after that surgery and him already being back on the ice, um, I, I just figure that, you know, you give him another three weeks or a month, I feel like that's enough time to, to get him back up to full speed and, you know, kind of ready to go through contact and all that stuff again with his neck. Um, We'll obviously just have to wait and see how it pans out, but I would have to guess that Tyler Johnson is uh, definitely going to be able to return to the Blackhawks lineup ahead of that original three-month timetable that he was given after the surgery. All right, there are a couple of updates on the Blackhawks forward group. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to get into the couple of additions that the team also made to their taxi squad in the past few days. But first, I need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the NFL is heading into the postseason and the NCAA reaches all the bowl games. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, the NBA, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And if you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three today, before I wrap up part one of today's episodes, I also wanted to mention real quick that in addition to both Henrik Borgstrom and Jujar Kara being activated off of injured reserve on Thursday, the Blackhawks had a couple of other moves to make. They also assigned goaltender Arvid Soderblom, forward Josiah Slavin, and defenseman Alec Regula to the taxi squad, making four players now on the Hawks taxi squad, with uh, along with forward Brett Connolly. And speaking of Connolly, uh, one thing I definitely wanted to mention is coach Derek King, in an interview this week, confirmed that as long as Connolly remains on the taxi squad, his suspension will remain intact. So I believe the Hawks would have to activate him onto their active roster and then use him as a healthy scratch or something in order for the four games to count. So there could possibly be that roster move coming ahead of tomorrow's game against the Predators. But getting into the other three players that have been added to the taxi squad, um, basically with Rockford going through a huge COVID outbreak at the moment, again, I hope everyone is doing all right in that situation. Uh, three more players recently were added to COVID protocol in Lucas Reichel, Jakob Galvis, and Jakob Poor. I think that makes now uh, 10 players total for the Ice Hogs that's in COVID protocol, as well as both of their coaches in Anders, uh, Anders Sorensen and Jared Nightingale. So 
just with no game action or practice of any sort going on with the Ice Hogs right now, kind of only made sense for a couple of players to be recalled up to the Hawks taxi squad in order to get some work while the AHL club is away from the ice. And I mentioned that during a show earlier in the week with Ian Mitchell and Nicholas Bodan in COVID protocol, they're the two likeliest defensemen that would have been recalled in case of an emergency situation because they're unavailable. That I, I figured that would likely mean either Alec Regula or Isaac Phillips were going to be recalled in this kind of situation. And now, you know, with the taxi squads returning a couple of days ago, um, seems like a good situation for a couple of those guys to be in, uh, especially the ones who are kind of right on the cusp of trying to make the full-time jump to the NHL, like Alec Regula and like Josiah Slavin. And for Arvid Soderblom, uh, who, for those of you who aren't that familiar with him, he was one of the top goaltenders overseas that was available this past offseason. He was signed on by the Hawks back in May, still super young, uh, could be an NHL future there. And I guess they, they just decided to bring him up to the taxi squad as kind of a security blanket with Marc-Andre Fleury remaining in COVID protocol throughout the week. And there still hasn't really been much of an update on Fleury's status from Derek King up to this point. But before practice on Friday, he he didn't sound all that confident that Fleury was going to be available against the Preds. So um, sounds like Fleury's that can, Fleury could possibly be out over the weekend. The Hawks, of course, also have a back-to-back coming against um, the Calgary Flames on Sunday. And also, this situation got a whole lot more interesting because on Friday, this morning, another Blackhawks goaltender was added to COVID protocol as well. And I'm going to discuss that in a whole lot more on part two of today's episode. Um, But it now seems like uh, that was an even smarter decision to have Arvid Soderblom brought up from the Rockford Icehogs and to have placed him on the taxi squad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up part one of Friday, December 31st's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown Bets right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, or I guess part two of today's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.